listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast, where you'll hear great ideas, insight, and inspiration to level up your leadership ability. Hey guys, it's John Barrett at the John Barrett Leadership Podcast once again, and Merry Christmas to you this season. Um, we are in full Christmas mode right now at the Barrett household. Uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. All right. Um, listen, we go all out for Christmas every year. We're big Christmas fanatics, and um, we're one of those people, as you probably have heard by now if you've been listening for a while, um, we decorate for Christmas really early, and, and I almost don't even want to say it because you will be shocked beyond belief, but I'm just going to say that it's sometime in mid to late October. That's right. We're one of those people. So anyway, we love Christmas at the Barrett household. We've got lots of Christmas traditions that we do and all of that. And so this month on the podcast, um, I always like to every Christmas, at least last year I did and this year, uh, to do something special around the holidays and, and maybe something that can kind of theme out there. And so today's topic is the best leadership gift you can give. See, I love to give gifts. Um, I, I, I like to get gifts. Don't get me wrong. So if you want to send me a really great gift, um, I'm okay with that. But I love to give gifts as well. It's one of my favorite things to do. And uh, every year we um, really go all out and really try to make it special and a lot of fun for our kiddos and, and that. But I love gifts. I love to kind of shop and I love to go find gifts for people that are somewhat meaningful at least or have a little bit of thought behind them uh, and that. And so, you know, I, I, I love the idea of just giving gifts. And when I thought about uh, this month's leadership uh, topic, I thought, you know, what's the best leadership gift that a leader can give? I mean, what is it? And certainly, you know, you 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 kind of give gifts to people. And I don't just mean, um, you know, physical gifts and that. But, but something maybe even greater. I think there's a greater gift than just a, you know, a, a materialistic kind of gift that you can give somebody. And, and today I want to talk to you about a gift that you can give. So this isn't physical. This is something even greater than that. And here's the gift, the best leadership gift that you can give in this Christmas season or maybe even in the new year for, for this next year is this, the gift of yourself. Now, I know that sounds a little self-serving, a little bit egotistical maybe even, but I mean this in a very healthy, appropriate way. The gift of yourself, all right? Now, I believe this is one of the greatest gifts that you can give people. When you are at your best and, and when you are in a really, really healthy place and you're able to lead effectively and connect with others and really help inspire, motivate, and drive performance, that is the greatest leadership gift that you can give. Yeah, you can go get a pen. You can go buy somebody a nice notebook. You can get them a little gift card to something. You can, you know, buy them some physical thing. But no, 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 let me tell you, the best gift that you can give is the gift of yourself. And again, I don't mean that in an egotistical way, but in a very healthy way. So today I want to talk about this gift of yourself. How can you give that in this new year? How can you really give yourself as a gift to others and it be really special and meaningful and make the biggest impact? Because whenever we give gifts, we like to give gifts. If you like to give gifts, you know this. You like to give a gift that's meaningful to somebody. When they open it, they go, oh, wow, that's really special. That's something that, I, you know, it's, it's, it's really important to me. 
And, and you know, you don't want to give gifts that are just kind of, you know, meaningless, right? That's not, no fun. So when you think about this, this gift of yourself can be incredibly meaningful to others. And, and I'm going to help you unpack it. Now, this gift of yourself involves kind of three components to it, if you will. Right? There, there, there's three ingredients to this gift that, that really make it special for others. Okay, So here's the deal. The gift of yourself, three things I want to talk about. The first one is this, your rested self. That's right. The, you have got to give your rested self. And what I mean by that is you have to rest to be your best. I mean, when you are, are taking time to rest and get refreshed and rejuvenated, you are going to bring your best self to work. You're going to bring your best self to your relationships. You're going to bring your best self to others in the organization. Listen, you can't take people far on an empty tank. I mean, you can't take your organization far on an empty tank. You're going to run out of gas. And listen, I coach a lot of leaders that are out of gas and they're trying to figure out how to fill their tank because they're not sure if they're going to make it. Listen, even over the last month or so, I've been talking with many leaders that, that almost are at their wits end because they're just so stressed and there's so much pile of work and so many things on them. And listen, when you are not rested and refreshed and in a good place, you are not going to lead out of a good place. I mean, you're going to be grouchy, you're going to be grinchy, you're going to be all kinds of things, right? I mean, you're not going to give your, your good self to other people. So listen, you've got to start with yourself. If you're going to give the gift of yourself, it's got to be the rested self, your rested self. So start with you. Listen, the battle that you've got to fight is in your personal time. You've got to start with you. I'm not saying that there aren't external things like your workload and tasks and projects and pressure from higher up to get things done or from clients to get things done. I get there's all kinds of external stress, but let me tell you, your internal stress is something that you've got to get a hold of first. You've got to get yourself in a healthy place if you're going to deal with the external pressures. But listen, if your internal pressure is too high and you're not rested and you're not at your best internally, when you face those challenges externally, you're not going to have the gas to get through it. You're not going to have the battery life to make it happen. So listen, you have got to work on you in your personal time, taking time to create boundaries in your life, taking time to, to take away from the office, away from projects and tasks and other people, and you've got to begin to get refreshed. Listen, work will drain you. So you've got to come to work on a full tank. And many people that I work with, I'm telling you, they're not intentional about their personal time. They're not. In fact, their their personal time, they're just like I'm being a vegetable because they're going, I'm so worn out from the day. I'm so stressed. I'm clocking back in in the evening. And man, by the time they get to bed, which is really late, and they get up early, they're not sleeping well because they're so stressed, right? They're starting their day on barely a, a half you know, a tank of gas. I mean, they're starting their day at like 50% battery life, right? Well, guess what? When you start to go to work and, and you're only bringing 50% of your best self to work, you're going to get drained really quick and you're going to get to zero real fast, right? Rather than maybe being at 50% by the end of the day or, or, or you know, maybe just 25% by the end of the day, but at least you got something left in the tank. So listen, you have got to begin to give yourself time to rest. It will kill you. 
the weight of that responsibility of feeling like you've always got to be going, going, going will literally crush you in the long term. So whatever you've got to do to rest and refresh, you got to do it. You got to take some time off. You got to take some time away, regardless of all your excuses. Listen, research has shown, listen to this, that employees who take consistent vacation days, oh, this is crazy, they receive always better scores on the end of the year performance reviews. Listen, the boost is nearly a 10% increase. These employees tend to stick around long term and are overall happier compared to those who skipped vacation time. Listen, the, the problem is, is this. The research is conclusive that the fewer vacation days that you take, it actually backfires on you and limits your productivity. And then you think that you're like, oh, no, 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 I can't get away. I, there's too much to be done. And, and, I, and so that overworking is actually causing you to underproduce. I know it sounds crazy, but listen, there comes a moment where the effort that you're putting in backfires on you. It's like the law of diminishing returns. I mean, there comes a point where you hit the top of that bell curve, and even though you're putting out all kinds of energy and effort, your return is very little. In fact, it begins to go down because you're not functioning in your best self. So listen, you have got to be intentional about it. Listen, according to Roger Dow, He's the president and CEO of the U.S. Travel Association. Listen, he said this, that, that people who don't take vacation time, all right, they, they believe to be more devoted to their job than others. But this is what Dow said. They, they, they say, I don't want to be seen as a slacker. I want to be seen as someone who is really dedicated. But it does them no good whatsoever because people who take more time off tend to get more raises and promotions. Now, listen. That's the CEO of U.S. Travel Association, right? I mean, they do studies on this about uh, vacation days. And in the U.S., listen, the U.S. is one of the worst countries that take the least amount of vacation days than almost every other country. That's crazy. I mean, and, and no wonder we have such a, an epidemic of all kinds of depression and, and anxieties and stress and, and all these things at work. So what are you doing to rest? This holiday season I, and then in this new year, 2023, I want you to take some time to give yourself permission to take some time off and rest. You can't always be on and available. It sounds good, but it's deadly. Listen, remember, nobody has ever said on their deathbed, you know, I just, I just wish I, I worked one more day in the office to get Project X done. I just, man, I'll tell you what, I, I think I could have worked that weekend a little bit better. Nope. No, this, they say things like this. I wish I had spent more time doing what really mattered with the people who mattered to me. Listen, most people wish they had more time with people, not projects, not work. Nobody says that. So listen, I get it. You got a lot of responsibility. You got a lot of stress. I get it. But listen, if that's your excuse, it is going to run you into the ground. You have got to take care of yourself. So Part of the gift of yourself is being able to give your rested self. I'm telling you, it's a gift you'll not only give to yourself, it's going to be a gift that you give to others, not only your coworkers, but your family and your relationships and the people around you. You're going to be able to give a better part of you because you're going to have boundaries and you're going to be rested. So listen, get intentional about it, okay? All right, number two is this. Here's the, the, the second ingredient of the gift of yourself is your invested self, okay? 
So listen, here's what I mean by that. You've got to get committed as a leader. You've got to get invested into what you're doing. No half in, half out type stuff. Listen, people can sense when you're not there. When, when, when you're really not engaged, when you're really not leaning in, when you're really not present and you're, you're really not there mentally, they know it. Listen, we've all been around people. We've all had bosses and, and, and people around us that we just, they weren't invested. They weren't committed. And did it make you want to give more to them? No, not at all. In fact, it frustrated you. So listen, one of the best things you can give others as a leader is your invested self. Listen. I'm telling you, one of the greatest gifts that you can give to someone is your attention. Listen to that. that. That is huge. One of the greatest gifts that you can give to someone else is your attention. Literally be fully present and fully engaged wherever you are. Now, listen, this is a, a crazy phenomenon right now. Because, listen, people are not engaged. We are more distracted than ever Listen, I mean, just go out to uh, eat one night. Go out to a restaurant and look around. I mean, I would probably 80% of the people that are sitting down are not talking to each other. They're on their phones texting somebody else who's not even with them. And they've got somebody right in front of them, right? I mean, this the other day right, at our, our Thanksgiving with our family, um, I went into the living room and all the, all the kiddos there and cousins and all that, and I walked in there and every single person was on an electronic device. Everyone. There was like eight of them or something, and every single person was. Now, listen, I'm, I'm not, you know, the, 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 the phone police here. I'm guilty of it all the time, right? So I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here a little bit, okay? But listen, I'm just telling you, it, it is a lost art to be fully present in our culture today. I mean, just, you know this to be true. You're even thinking about it. You're going, yep, that's, that's my friends. That's my family. Yep, that's my coworkers. Yep, that, that's me many times, right? And I'm telling you, it's killing our ability to be really invested in the people. And as a leader, right, I mean, I see a lot of people in meetings who are half in, half out. I mean, they're, you know, they're on their phone. They're looking here. I mean, you get on a, a, a you know, a conference call online. I mean, just look at the screen. I mean, half the people are trying to do nine other things while they're in a meeting, right? I mean, we're just, we're guilty of this. But listen, here's the deal. If you're going to be there, then be there, right? I mean, if you're going to sit down with your, a meal with your family, then be there. If you're going to sit in a meeting online or in person, be there. You might as well. You're already surrendering that time to, to this thing. So stop trying to do all these other stuff and give the gift of your presence of being fully present, fully engaged. Listen, there is nothing worse than sitting down with someone where you're trying to talk to them and they're just on their phone, they're looking around everywhere else, they're just not looking at you. I mean, I'm telling you, it's frustrating and you know this. It makes you feel like you're not worth their time, it makes you feel like they're not engaged, they don't really care what you have to say. I mean, it's really demoralizing, right? Listen, don't do that to other people. I mean, make eye contact, be present, give them your attention, lean in. I mean, ask questions, lean into what they're saying, listen to the, what they're saying, take some notes if you're in a meeting and say, hey, that was really good. Hey, let me, let me follow up on that. That was an interesting thing that you just said right there. Let's talk about that, right? I mean, show that you're engaged. Listen, most people struggle with this because here's the deal. When they're at work, 
Guess what they're doing? They're thinking about, oh, I just wish I was home right now. Oh, I just wish I was with my family. I just wish I was able to kick back and relax right now. But then what happens when they get home? right? Instead of being at home, what are they thinking about? Oh, I just, I got so much work to do. I got so much, oh, I I probably need to go back to emails. Oh, I just need to get back to the office. I've got so much to do, right? And we're never fully there. Listen, if you're at work, be at work. If you're at home, be at home, right? I mean, quit switching gears so much. And I'm telling you, this is a challenge, especially in our virtual age today, where we're working a lot remotely and we're on the move and we got meetings and phone calls on Zoom. We got meetings here and there and we're everywhere. Listen, be present, all right? I love, um, there's a great moment in in the movie uh, that came out a few years ago, uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which had Tom Hanks in it, and he was playing Fred Rogers, right? And and I don't know if you've seen this movie, but but it was a really good movie. Mr. Rogers was just such an unbelievable guy. But but I love it in the movie. There's this scene that I just, it stuck out to me so much. I, I just thought that was so good. And, and I thought, I want to be Mr. Rogers. That's who I want to be. Now, I am not anywhere near that, uh, being as good as he was. But there's this great scene, and I thought, I want to be like that. And so uh, if you've seen the movie, you know that Mr. Rogers, he's having a conversation with this guy who's interviewing him named Lo- Lloyd Vogel. And, and Lloyd is like, you know, he's kind of the, the interviewer in the show who's doing this expose on Mr. Rogers, and, and he's kind of observing his life. And so it kind of follows him around. Well, there's a scene where Lloyd Vogel calls Mr. Rogers, kind of, I think it's late at night, and they're on the phone, and, and this is the dialogue from the scene. So Fred, Fred, calls, um, or, or Fred calls up Lloyd to arrange the interview. And, and Fred Rogers is talking about, uh, you know, what he does on his program, and he says, look, on our program, I try to look through the camera into the eyes of a single child and speak to him or her, trying to be fully present to their feelings and their needs. And Lloyd says, right, right, okay. And Mr. Rogers says, do you know what the most important thing in the world is to me right now? And Lloyd says, uh, no. And Mr. Rogers says this, talking on the telephone to Lloyd Vogel. And, and I just love that scene. And it's so genuine, you know, I, I'm not doing it justice, you know, kind of uh, telling you it. But when you see the scene, it's just one of those things where it's so genuine from Tom Hanks, uh, you know, just kind of displaying Mr. Rogers there. But that's the guy that he was that we hear about from interviews and eyewitness accounts from Mr. Rogers was when you were with him, it was like you were the center of his attention. I mean, the most important thing in the world right then was you when you had his, 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 his attention. And I just love that. I thought, you know, I, that's who I want to be. And listen, I fall short, but I'm telling you, as a leader, it's one of the most powerful things that you can do to connect with others and to drive them and to motivate and inspire them. Listen, be fully present. I just want to encourage you on that. So your invested self, be invested, be committed. I mean, work with with yourself to to make sure that you eliminate distractions and you lean in, make eye contact, square your shoulders up to somebody when you're talking to them in person and give them your attention. If you're doing it virtually, I'm telling you, keep your eyes fixated on that screen, lean in, respond to what they say, right? I mean, give them those verbal and visual cues that you're with them, you're listening, you're intent, that they're the most important thing in the room right now. I'm telling you that if you'll do that, 
you will begin to increase your influence with others. And I'm telling you, you're going to begin to increase their ability to work with you in your collaboration in all things moving forward. It's a huge concept. So I just want to challenge you, right? Be invested. What do you have to do? Turn off the phone. Turn off the distractions. Give yourself challenges to lean in, to be fully present. Be like Mr. Rogers and kind of have that thing where, you know what? If I'm here and I'm going to take the time to be in that meeting, be on this call, I'm going to take the time to be in, in this place, then you know what? It's going to get my best self. I'm telling you, if, here's the crazy thing. If you'll start doing that, you will stand out above the crowd because nobody's doing that. Nobody. In fact, over the next three, five, ten years, I'm telling you, nobody's going to be doing that. I mean, we are going to be so distracted because the epidemic of just, you know, being um, our attention spans are so small right now, right? I mean, we're, we are 10-second, you know, TikTok views and, and all these kind of things. I mean, we are just, you know, creating kind of this, uh, you know, attention deficit kind of deal. And on top of it, nobody is learning the art of being able to connect with people in person. Now, I don't, I'm not saying that to sound like, you know, the, the, the police here on the, on the, you know, next generation coming up and digital technology. I'm all about digital technology. I'm all about it. But I'm telling you, those that will have the ability to be fully present are going to be the most influential people in person imaginable because they're going to stick out. I mean, you're, you're going to be a cut above the rest. So people are going to go, what is different about them? They're not even going to know. And you're going to say, you know, my secret is what? I'm, I, I'm just old school. I'm just fully present. Like I just give people the gift of my attention and I really lean in and, 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 and I make them the center of my world in the moment. And people are going to go, wow. Right. Because nobody's going to be doing it. I'm telling you, it will set you apart, especially if you're younger. I'm telling you, if you will work on this, you are going to set yourself apart from so many other people in your generation. And it's going to open up doors for you to connect. You're going to be incredibly influential and you're going to have incredible responsibility because the, the ball's going to be passed to you when it's time, because that's the kind of person that gets the attention. OK, now. Number three, okay? So let's just recap real quick. Um, the gift of yourself, three kind of components to this. One is your rested self. You got to give that gift of your rested self. You've got to give the gift of your invested self. Now, number three is the gift of your adjusted self. That's right, your adjusted self. And here's what I mean by that. As a leader, you have to mold to your surroundings. You have to have the ability to, to be someone that is flexible and shapeable and moldable and able to be agile enough to, to work with any environment that you need to be put into. Listen, you can't be a brittle leader. And there are a lot of brittle leaders out there. And what I mean by that is, is that they are fragile. They can break very easily because they're very rigid and they only are able to operate in one kind of environment or one kind of mode. But when things change and people change and situations change and challenges change and the market changes and all these things, the ones that are more flexible are the ones that will always win in the end. The brittle ones are the ones that break under that pressure. So you have to give the gift of your adjusted self. If you're going to be able to do that, 
You're going to be able to connect with others. You're going to be able to mold to your environment. Listen, I can remember growing up, there was the character Gumby, right? If you're you know older, you remember this, right? And, and on the cartoons, and it was like claymation, and Gumby was this just super, super like, flexible, gumby, clay-like, I don't even know what he was actually, but you know, he just kind of, you know, would mold into anything. And and, and I think about that and I think, you know, we need gumby-like leaders, right? Not brittle leaders. And I'm telling you, this is a big deal because there are a lot of people that get stuck in 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 kind of this rut and and, and they're not being flexible and agile. Now listen, I'm gonna challenge you. Now listen, let me just talk to the over 40 crowd. All right, I'm with you here. So let me challenge us who are over 40. If you're listening to this and you're over 40 years old, you have got to be careful because if you're not careful, you're going to, or you might even be, brittle. Now, listen, don't don't get offended. Don't get upset by that. But if you're over 40, I'm telling you, You need to be careful because if you're not careful, you're going to get brittle or you may even start being a little bit brittle. And what I mean by that is this. You've got to be open to the younger generation in the way that they need to be led. And if you're just trying to, if you're getting more brittle over time, it's kind of like when we get older, right? I mean, we just get more brittle, right? I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm over 40. I'm not going to tell you my age, but I'm over 40 and I have noticed, I told my wife the other day, this was such a bad thing. I looked at my wife the other day and, and I was, um, we've got these kind of blinds that go down to the floor in our kitchen. And in, in order to get them up, you've got to kind of reach down to the bottom and, and, and push it up a little bit. And, and I told my wife the other day, it was early in the morning. And I said, I said, Hey babe. And she said, yeah. I said, um, do you, do you ever dread like bending over now and to like pick things up? Like, does this ever cross your mind of like, I don't want to do that. And I'm trying to find ways to not do that. And she kind of laughed. She's like, yeah, I know what you mean. I'm like, and I looked at her, I said, oh man, I just, I'm getting old. I can't believe I just said that. Right. And, and, you know, and I thought, gosh, all right. So when you get older, you just physically almost get brittle. Listen, your leadership will get stale and you'll get brittle. If you keep leading the exact same way, if you're leading like you did five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I'm telling you, you may be getting brittle. You've got to be open to the younger generation in the way that they need to be led. Listen, if you keep doing the same thing again and again and again, you're eventually going to become outdated. The same tactics, same words, same routines eventually lose their influence. And I see many leaders who are, they're trying to navigate a new world with old techniques, Right, And we've got to adjust. Listen, there's a big generation gap right now. What are you going to do to adjust to it in your leadership? Listen, if you're going to remain fresh and updated, then you have got to always be open to be more Gumby-like and adjust to the environment. Listen, I love what American futurist Alvin Toffler said this. I love that he said this years ago. He said, the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read and write, but those who cannot learn unlearn and relearn. Wow. Listen to that because that's huge. The illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read and write, but those who cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. Listen, you're going to become illiterate as a leader in the sense of not able to do what it is that you need to do if you can't learn, unlearn, and relearn. Listen, highly successful people are incredibly agile. They're incredibly flexible. And you have to be flexible to be successful. 
Listen, you've got to shift to the needs of the environment and the people around you. It's the difference between chess and checkers, right? In chess, you treat every piece the same, right? It just moves diagonal and you jump over them, right? When you play the game of, of, or I'm sorry, the game of checkers, every piece moves the exact same. But in chess, you know it's totally different. Every piece is unique, and they've all got a a way that they move and they operate. And, And it takes a whole lot more to play the game of chess than it does checkers. So I want to ask you, are you playing checkers in your leadership or are you playing chess? If you find yourself leading everyone on your team the exact same way, you're playing checkers and you're not as effective. But great leaders are more like a chess player where they look and they adjust to the needs and they work with that specific person on the way that they're wired and what they're able to do and their strengths and their weaknesses and they work to that. Listen, you have got to adjust to the people that you're leading. You've got to know their personality. You've got to know who they are and you've got to be able to adjust to it. So I want to challenge you, right? Your adjusted self. Now listen, if you say things like, well, you know what? People just need to deal with it. This is the way that I lead. That is the sign of a very immature leader. A mature leader says, I have to adjust to the people that I'm working with. You've got to adjust to them as the leader, right? Now, do they have some responsibility to adjust as well? Certainly, yes. But you got to be the one to initiate the adjustment. So give the gift of your adjusted self, meaning that you're able to be flexible. Listen, when you do these three things, I am telling you, you are going to give the greatest gift you can give. All right, the gift of yourself, your rested self, your invested self, and your adjusted self. So you got to rest to be your best. You've got to get committed and fully present to be invested. And you've got to be flexible and agile. And you've got to keep updating your leadership so that you're adjusted so that you can lead effectively. Now, listen, I want to challenge you in this new year, give the gift of yourself this whole year and go to a new level, right? That's my hope for you. That's why I do what I do to help train leaders and work with leaders. Listen, I hope this was helpful. Guys, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays this season. We will see you in the new year on the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. Have a great time, my friends. Thanks for listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. To get more of John's resources, visit www.johnbarrettleadership.com.